All right, thank you, Pastor Sandy. How is everyone? That's good. We've got a very good looking church, I must say. And um, I'm honored to bring the word today. And we've got a series in the month of July called Thrive. And I believe Mark Johnson was here last Sunday. Very great feedback that he's teaching. Uh, he's a real specialist. A lot of the uh, things that he's gone through personally and the breakthroughs. And so we had some great feedback on that. Um, also, I just want to do a shout out really quickly before we get into the word to the music team this morning. Really great. Where's Daniel? Is he here? It was really great how you kind of just kept like uh, like digging into the presence of God. I love that. It was a real, um, real precise digging into the spirit there and um, enabling us to kind of dig with you. So I want to really honor you today and let you know that that was, um, I think, even something really fresh about that worship yeah. this morning. Yeah. So. Whatever you're doing, praying and spending time with God. What was that? You had food poisoning last night? Oh my goodness. And you worship led like that. Okay. I'm not going to advise you to get food poisoning again. I don't think that was the case. <laughs> we'll pray for a full recovery for you, hey? Thank you, Jesus. You're getting full recovery in Jesus' name. Yeah, something like that. Well, you did well, man. And just to get up here and actually commit to it. And um, last week I wasn't here, but I believe Kevin did you worship me last Sunday? Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. And I got amazing feedback about you worship leading. Was it your first time worship leading? Yeah, because you were supposed to be on June, but you were sick as well on June when you were supposed to worship lead. So I missed out on that, and I heard amazing things about your worship leading. So um, be encouraged. My friend, you're, uh, you're an anointed man of God. Well, uh, let's get into the Word today. Is anyone here ready for the Word? All right. Well, um, I personally love, Pastor Thomas and Sandy um, really prayed into the, the series theme for July and came up with the word thrive. And it's one of my favorite words, actually, thrive. Um, I love it because um, I know for me, I've got natural kind of drive. That's who I am. And I, when I hear the word thrive, it's about going forward with drive. And you know, I kind of love that. So one of my favorite words. So it's an honor to bring the word today. Um, I wanted to start with us reflecting on just sometimes the, the challenges of life as we go into the message today. Um, if we think about in life, we can experience um some struggles, we can experience setbacks, we can experience slowdowns. Can everyone say slow down? You know those things that slow you down in life. And also, if you think about um, when cars are traveling and they were to experience some type of a, you know, a hole in the road or some type of a, uh, a massive uh, divot in the road, of course, when the, the, the tie hits that, you know, it can create a setback on the momentum of the vehicle. We get that. Obstacles, all of these things can slow us down. So life can sometimes, like, this is one of my favorite analogies about the reality of the challenges of life as we're walking forward in life. Um, I like to be real um, about when we come into the Word, we look at, you know, when we come into the Word and we embrace the Word, the Word is given to us to help us to overcome. And so I think sometimes it's it's actually a good, healthy thing to start with the reality that we do have to overcome some things. And I think 
you know, one of my favorite analogies about the, the needing of us having to overcome life to thrive is because sometimes it feels like we're walking on a travelator, um, but that's going the opposite direction in life. Um, you're trying to move forward, but you just feel like everything that you're doing, there's some form of resistance. Um, and maybe you've felt that before. I know I definitely have. Uh, you're trying to move forward in something or in life in general, and there's that resistance. Um, and the life can be seen uh, or sometimes seen going in the opposite direction to where you were hoping. Has anyone felt like that before? Where you were hoping for it to go a certain way or for something to happen, and it seems like it's actually going in the opposite direction. So sometimes life can seem like it hasn't, it, it has at times taken maybe a bit of a nosedive. Right? If you think about the analogy of a plane and the plane is going up, who knows in life we all like to go up, right? We like to rise, right? Uh, but sometimes it can feel like uh, it takes a little bit of a nosedive. Has anyone heard the story recently of the Air Canada plane that flew, I think it was from Vancouver to Sydney, and as it had just passed Hawaii, they hit major turbulence. Did anyone hear that? The turbulence was so sudden that the pilot didn't have enough time to warn people to put their seatbelts on. And so the turbulence was so sudden, quite, quite harsh, that people were thrown to the ceiling, knocked their heads on the ceilings um, of the plane, and you know, luckily no one was killed, but uh, the plane was forced then to do a turnaround and to actually land in Honolulu because it was uh, so unpredictable and unsafe to continue flying to Sydney. And sometimes in life it feels like that. We get hit with unexpected turbulence, and we feel like uh, you know, we don't have enough warning to get the seatbelt on, right? And we get thrown to the to the top, and our head gets knocked, and you know the the knock-on effect feels like it's disappointment, and uh, we, we know that uh, you know, life sometimes can take a little bit of a nosedive, and all all your efforts are trying. When you're in that nosedive, sometimes now all your energy, rather than going forward, uh, is about just surviving, just trying to get that nose back up, so you don't hit the ground and absolutely crash again. Is there anyone here who knows what I'm talking about? All right. And Jesus talked about that life would not be necessarily easy. Uh, we know it's definitely not easy uh, without God. Uh, but even with God, uh, it's not easy. It doesn't mean just because we have God in our life that everything is going to be smooth sailing, that the flight just naturally has no turbulence in life. But the, the, the good news is that with God, we can overcome. And with God... We can not only be in those places where we feel at times life is nosediving and therefore we're just surviving. We can actually, through God, shift that and actually start to thrive even straight after seasons of setbacks. Who believes that? And so I want to drop these words into your spirit to start this morning. I want to drop these words just right into your spirit. And that is this. A different spirit. Everyone say, a different spirit. And so today, my word is really around these three key pivotal words, a different spirit, that for you to thrive in life, it actually takes a different spirit, a different kind of spirit in someone to help them not just to survive, but to thrive. And I think, uh, Pastor Sandy, you posted even a prophetic word from Apostle Jane Hannon, um, which was talking about those words of survive to thrive. Um, so to, to thrive and not to survive, you need a different spirit. Again, everyone say a different spirit. 
I want to make sure we catch that today. When I say a different spirit, let me just um, drill into this a little bit. A spirit that looks at adversity and says, it will be well. That's a different spirit. Uh, an attitude that says, I am determined yeah. to move forward, even though I've had this setback. A spirit that is fueled with faith. Not just kind of tickles with the idea of being someone who has hope or faith, but is fueled with faith. A spirit that feeds off God's word, feeds off his presence, and feeds off other people who are of faith. Uh, one of the most significant principles that I think in every season of my own personal life, I have come to realize is one of the most critical principles that continually just, you know, through watching other people, their life, through watching, you know, what goes on in my own life, uh, who you hang around, who you spend time with, will actually impact on the type of spirit that's being cultivated within you. So critical. I, I probably think in terms of the most practical principle of uh, living um, in the things of God well, that would probably be one of the most significant principles, I would say, impacts people's lives in terms of them thriving versus just surviving as men and women of God. Who they intentionally actually choose to hang out with. A spirit, a different spirit, a spirit that denies, denies a victim mentality. That's a different spirit. That denies, no, I'm not going to have a victim mentality uh, to take a, I'm not going to allow a victim mentality to take a permanent grip of my mind. You know, this is something I think, you know, I love uh, Mark Johnson's teaching because he goes, he's such a specialist in that. Love that. I love it that we're bringing specialists into the house of God. But a different spirit, a different attitude, a different heart to help us to thrive, that spirit would say, I will deny, I will not allow a victim of mental of uh, sorry, a victim mentality to take a permanent grip over my mind, even when I encounter setbacks, even when sometimes the plane of my life has taken a bit of a nosedive. And so we know this old saying, your attitude determines your altitude. Who here has heard of that before? I love it, it's an oldie but a goodie. But your attitude, when we when we talk about your spirit, your your heart, your attitude. How you think it's kind of all all encompassing that one thing and your attitude will determine your altitude in life and so i want to focus in on this key pivotal scripture today we're going to turn to numbers the book of numbers chapter 14 if you've got your bibles you can turn there verse 24 numbers chapter 14 verse 24 let's have a look at it. but my servant caleb so we're going to be talking about what we call the caleb spirit a different spirit but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, you can see that in red, highlighted on the screen, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. That second half is really talking about thriving. Someone who's moving forward, 
who's thriving, who's coming into the fullness of the promises of God, their inheritance. We can see there is an effect on when someone has the different spirit that this Bible passage is talking about, that there is a benefit to that spirit. That that person, through that different type of spirit, is able to thrive, is able to move forward, is able to step in. And so when we talk about a different spirit, I want to just share a couple of other scriptures that we haven't got on the slides. But it's just to illustrate again in Numbers 13, 1 to 2, the Lord said to Moses, Choose a leader from each tribe and send them into Canaan to explore the land I'm giving you. And one of those leaders was Caleb. We know another leader was also Joshua. But today I want to hone mainly in on Caleb today. And in Numbers 13, 6, uh, it said specifically from the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh. Now, the tribe of Judah. What I love about the specific tribe that Caleb came from, that was chosen from, and Caleb was was identified as having a different spirit. This is one of the reasons why he was chosen by God to actually go into the land to spy it out is because he had that different spirit. But interestingly, of the 12 that were chosen, two had a, a much more overcoming faith-focused attitude in life. Caleb particularly had this different spirit, but Caleb came from the tribe of Judah. Now, what do we know about the tribe of Judah? The tribe of Judah was the tribe that specialized in worship. Their DNA was praise and worship. And I want to encourage you and say this to you. That even in life, if you feel that maybe you're not showing signs that you have a different spirit right now, maybe the setback or the turbulence in life has knocked your head against the boundaries of life and you feel like you've been a little bit injured spiritually. My encouragement to you today is even in that season when you feel that you may not have necessarily the evidence of a different spirit to help you to thrive, the good news is, is that you can position yourself to birth a new place of that spirit within you. And a key here is praise and worship. Praise and worship. And I believe even as a, a, a corporate body, as us as a church, we're in a new season of praise and worship where we're being encouraged to linger longer in the presence of God. As uh, Daniel I was just going to say, Pastor Daniel. There you go. <laughs> As Daniel was, you know, he was really kind of like, when he was singing, it, I kind of felt like he had like um, like a spade, like something that you'd have at the beach. You know when the sand gets quite wet and it gets quite firm? You know, to build sand fossils and you have to really dig to get, and who knows that if you, if you keep digging, then eventually you start to actually get water. You know what I'm talking about at the beach? And I just saw as you were singing this morning, um, it was really, uh, there was that kind of the impact that was happening in the atmosphere, I felt, that there was a digging to be able to get deeper, to be able to, to actually get to, to new places of water in the Spirit of God. And I want to say that when you think about the tribe of Judah, their DNA, the core of who they were, was praise and worship. And that's the family that Caleb came from. 
That's a family that Caleb was raised in. And so I believe there is a key that when you allow the core of who you are to be influenced by praise and worship, that it helps to not only fuel and strengthen, but if it's needed, to give birth to a new place of that different spirit that will help you to thrive. Because the truth is, is that your life will face turbulence. Not if, it will at times face turbulence. Sometimes you are going to encounter a nosedive. And my encouragement to you is God in that situation would encourage you to say, hey, you know what? You are not going to crash and burn. I won't allow it. That's not what I have planned for you. But as you take sometimes a nosedive, I don't want you just to pull on the steering wheel of the life that you have and try and just, you know, have a, I suppose, a response to this nosedive season just simply to survive. Now, I want you to be able to pull on the steering wheel or whatever that thing's called. Is anyone here know plane? What's that called? A rudder, right? The rudder? I don't know. I'm not a pilot. Let's go with rudder. That's more of a boat thing, right? If anyone here knows what the actual technical name for that thing of the plane is, just shout it out. Joystick, let's go with that. Whatever. Okay. Whatever that is, you know, uh, and I, I want to encourage you that it's about not just uh, surviving, because I think sometimes when we have a nosedive, then we can fall into that place of going, okay, I'm just going to survive this, but then that survival season can linger too long. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Am I preaching anyone here today? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so uh, it's a different spirit. Caleb had a different spirit, a different attitude, a different heart, a different thought life. Uh, a different way of tackling things that were difficult. Because of this, God was going to bring him into the land so that he could possess his inheritance. Because of this, because he had a different spirit. Um, obedience, or <clears throat> probably better saying disobedience, cost Israel their blessing and inheritance many times. Many Christians, I think, sometimes don't uh, or aren't able to get out of survival into thrive mode because they're not really quite clear on the attitude they really need to have or possess to help them to thrive. And so what I want to do today is I want to spend the rest of the word, now that we've introduced this, hopefully your appetite is wet now, and I want to talk about the seven characteristics of a Caleb spirit to thrive. Is that okay? The seven characteristics of a Caleb spirit to thrive. The seven characteristics of a different spirit to thrive. Number one is, <clears throat> now before I actually announce it, well actually we just did on the slide vision. <laughs> That's okay, Tim. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, just preempting everyone that a lot of these are not, you know, they're not going to be overly new to you. They're not going to be massive like, um, wow, man, never heard that before. That is, like, my, my mind has been blown, right? Uh, but what's important is uh, developing a different spirit is not like an explosion. You don't just, it doesn't just explode. It, it's kind of like the more and more that we continually deposit 
uh, into building a different spirit and topping up and strengthening that spirit. That's what's important. We believe that. So number one, vision. Caleb saw the land as the possession of God's people. He saw the future. He saw advancement. He saw where we were moving forward to as the thing that was to be claimed by the people of God. And so he had a take-it mentality. He wanted to see what was up ahead because the spirit within him was, we are going to take this. This is ours. We are claiming it. We're advancing ourselves into it. And I want to encourage you, sometimes when you have a setback, you feel like you nosedive, sometimes you will start to feel like, you know what, maybe I should just... Look, I'm just not going to worry about that thing I was hoping for. I'm just going to try and survive. I'm just trying to kind of try and keep it together. But my encouragement to you this morning is even in that nosedive, you are still destined to keep focusing on the thing that God wants you to claim. And God wants you to be able to see the thing that he wants you to claim. You know, if you think about the 12 that went into the land to spy it out, Caleb and Joshua were the two that came back with a positive report. Ten of them just saw the natural. Ten of them just saw what they could only physically see with their eyes. Ten of them only looked at the nosedive situation and went, this is just too difficult. This is just too hard. You know what? Let's not worry about it. It's too full on. It's too disappointing. It's too much of a setback. But the other two, including Caleb, because they had a different spirit, saw with spiritual eyes. They envisaged what the potential of God was even in the, in the circumstances. He had a vision from God. And it's not a new E, but it's a good E, and that is continue to foster and to build clear vision in front of you. That's important because it will help you to continue to have that different spirit upon you. Number two, faith. Faith. Probably the, the most favorite thing for me to preach on. I'm naturally more of a faith kind of communicator. Um, I like to talk about the shift. I like to talk about the breakthrough. I like to talk about, come on, let's do it, right? That's kind of the, my natural thing, faith. And so I just love this topic. In Numbers 13, 30, it says this, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. There's the faith part. The first part was the vision part. Come on, let's go and take it. Where I can see, let's go and take it. But then this next part, for we are well able to overcome it. He had the confidence in God that even in our difficulties, even in where we are weak, we can do this. Come on, we can do it. We can overcome it. Numbers 14.9, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So he's talking about the enemy in the situation. Get this. I laughed at this when I really read this, you know, a second or third time I got it. He said, for they are our bread. He was talking to the enemy and was basically saying, we're going to eat them. Right? That's what, that was the expression of his faith. We are going to take them. We are going to eat them. We're going to devour them. They are our bread. Right? 
You think about that, that spirit inside of him, right? And how it would have impacted and rallied the people around him. Faith. We're going to do this. We're going to, God is with us. Come on, we can take this land. That's faith. And what's interesting is faith, really listen to this, faith reasons from God to the difficulties. Think about this. When you have faith, you go, because of God, because of who I am in God, because of uh, that God is with us. I reason from God, my revelation from God, that God is with me to the difficulties. So it enables me by faith to speak to the difficulties, to have a perspective that as I look at the difficulties, I'm looking at with a perspective coming from God, coming from my understanding that God is with me. But when people don't have that different spirit, when they have a spirit that's opposite to the Caleb spirit, their reasoning, their justification, their anti-faith, so to speak, is more speaking from the difficulties to God. Oh, but God, it's too difficult. Oh, but God, why is this happening? Oh, but God. They speak from the difficulties. Their, their revelation around, about the difficulties and how frustrating the difficulties are is stronger. And then they speak to God from that place. And it means that they're speaking from doubt, they're speaking from fear, they're speaking from limitation to God. And so I want to encourage you that a different spirit, the Caleb spirit, they ex it, it expresses your faith from God to the difficulties. And this is why God would say when you have faith, activate it by not speaking about your difficulties, but speak to them. And that will help you to activate your faith. Faith sees the victory. Faith brings a good report. Faith sees with the eyes of God. Faith says, I'd like to overcome this because I can. Faith brings vision into being. Number three, the third characteristics of a different spirit, perseverance. Faith needs to persevere. So for faith to really be uh, worked out, it does need to persevere. Now think about this. Caleb was chosen because he had a different spirit. But when he was chosen, he was chosen in a season after the 40 years of the people of God wandering in the wilderness. Everyone say the word after. So when he was chosen, he was chosen by the condition of his spirit that had been tested and seasoned after 40 years of a lack of progress. It had been tested and seasoned. There had to be perseverance that had been birthed in Caleb, and that is one of the reasons why the spirit that made him different had come forth, because he had to go through the season or seasons of perseverance. And keep, about, keep in mind of this, for 40 years of going around in the wilderness, you know, they would have had campfires together, and around the campfires, you know, what would happen in the campfires? Yeah, marshmallows, right? Or some version of it, maybe with figs, you know, good chewy figs that were sweet, right? But around the campfires, uh, most of the people, when you think about it, they're just going around and around, they're not really breaking into what we've got a promise. 
most of those conversations around the campfire would have been negative. <laughs> oh, so sick of this. When are we going to see change? Right? Negative, negative, negative. Even in the Bible, in this part of Scripture, when it talks about uh, this season, there are ten specific examples where the Bible refers to particular situations of murmuring, where the people were just murmuring about ten, and that's just the ones that the Bible talks about. I'm sure over 40 years there would have been a whole lot more than just the ten that the Bible specifically highlights. And so Caleb, interestingly, watch this, because before I was saying that sometimes how critical it is of who you hang around. But sometimes there are seasons where what, for whatever is going on, because of the nosedive, because of the, the turbulence, that some of the people around you are starting to now feed off the situation. Rather than looking at God and then speaking the situation, maybe they're, they're doing what we call the anti to Caleb's group. They're starting to look at the situation and then speak to God or speak about their faith in terms of the frustration of the situation. And with Caleb, he would have been surrounded by many people who were talking like that, who would have been negative, who would have been the people who were murmuring a lot. But what Caleb would have done would have been able to protect the different spirit in him and on him. In fact, he would have probably challenged the people. He would have probably encouraged them to come on now. This is not who we are. We're God people. We're faith people. Come on. Have a different perspective. Have a different attitude. Come on out. Just maybe watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. Caleb would have gotten around the people. And that, I believe, in a season where sometimes there's nosediving, can I encourage you that sometimes God is watching you. Not only are you protecting that different spirit in you, but what are you doing to influence the other people where their spirit has started to shift, their attitude has started to slide? Are you encouraging them? Because that will actually be a key for why you will be chosen at some point to do something for God. Let me encourage you on that. Something different about Caleb. Perseverance. Number four, encouragement. What I love about Caleb is he spread a good report. He came back from the land of his father and with Joshua, he gave a good report. He highlighted the positive things. He highlighted the potential. He spoke about what could happen. He didn't highlight and focus on all of the difficulties. Now, we know in wisdom, right, sometimes we have to be a little bit balanced and we can't just be in the land of denial and never talk about any of the challenges or the difficulties because that's not faith either. Who knows that faith has to have a good, healthy reality check? Faith plus wisdom is a powerful spiritual marriage. Amen? Right? But what I'm saying here is that when it comes to encouragement, he was the one who was focusing on encouraging the people, giving them courage by having a positive report. We can do it. God is with us. My question and my challenge to you is, even when you're facing a nosedive, are you encouraging others around you? Even when sometimes you're experiencing life turbulence, are you able to still encourage other people around you? That will be a sign that you have a Caleb spirit, a different spirit. Number five, loyalty. 
Loyalty is a characteristic of a different spirit, a Caleb spirit. He supported Moses. Caleb supported and, and served and helped and assisted Moses. He also supported and assisted and served Joshua, two primary leaders that God chose to place in his life. He respected them. He probably didn't always agree with them, but he served them. He assisted them. He helped them. He supported them. He was loyal to those who God placed over him. And I believe that is a strong characteristic of a different spirit, a Caleb spirit, that will help you to thrive, that will help you to really continue to move forward even when you face setbacks, even when you sometimes experience an unplanned nosedive or something where it's, without warning, a sense of turbulence, where things get shaken and maybe there has to be a bit of a turnaround or something that wasn't planned do you still stay loyal to the people that God is asking you to be loyal to? That's a sign of a different spirit. Because we know that the opposite to this characteristic uh, is one of the favorite things I love to talk about with people, more um, one-on-one, -on -one because it's probably one of the biggest things around the worldly spirit that I see is in opposition to this, and that is fickleness. That Someone can be loyal one moment and then circumstances change and then the next week their words are completely different. And fickleness is rife in the world. And I believe that a sign of a different spirit is loyalty. Next one, number six, this is interesting, is war. Right? War as in a warring spirit. A warring spirit, not necessarily that, you know, if you have a different spirit, you go to war, or there's war all around you, but a warring spirit. Uh, Joshua 14, chapter 14, verse 12, it says this, Now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to to drive them out as the Lord, excuse me, said. The key here is I want to hone in on give me this mountain. And then he actually talks about uh, the, the enemy, uh, the, the, the resistance. And he talks about uh, that the cities were great and fortified. So he talks about that there's difficulty in taking the mountain. But what I love about this is that he has a warring spirit. And it means that if you think about a mountain, a mountain represents the hardest place. It represents maybe the biggest of giants. It represents the highest place. And to be able to uh, have a spirit that says, you know what, I am someone who's called to take the highest places. I'm not called to live in the land of mediocrity. Come on now, I'm called to take higher places. I am called to go to new levels. I am called to be someone who doesn't just look at the walls or the difficulty, but I, I am called to speak to that mountain, and I am called 
to take territory. And then to, to be able to do that, it requires that warring thing. Think about this. That desire to want to win. Right? That desire to want to fight for what's yours. That warring thing. That is again a characteristic of a different spirit. To thrive, this is a characteristic. Again, I'm encouraging all of us to look at this benchmark of these characteristics and think, are there certain parts of this that uh, the Holy Spirit today is encouraging me to further refine, to maybe deposit uh, some time into his word, into his presence to, to build this type of spirit within me that is a key to helping me to thrive in life. Number seven. The last one I'm going to ask uh, the musos to come, please. Number seven is blessing. He had a spirit that uh, really wanted to bless people. He wanted to help people. He wanted to um, give to people. And in uh, Joshua, uh, we don't have this particular scripture, but in Joshua chapter 15, there's a story there where it shares around how Caleb, he actually gave away springs of water. Can everyone say water? So uh, springs in that day were more important than land. So he came into the inheritance of owning certain bodies of water or springs of water, and he actually gave them away to the people to be able to bless them. He came into his inheritance and then he gave it away. And so this spirit of Caleb, this different spirit would be someone that would come into things that God has blessed them with and uses them to bless other people, to want to see other people do well, to want to see other people go into their advancement, into their territory, to see people resourced, to see people enriched, to see people's lives doing well. That spirit within Caleb is the same thing that God is saying, hey, to thrive, it's important that it's not just about helping yourself to thrive, but as you are continuing to fight, as you are continuing to build your life, as you're continuing to position yourself to thrive, God says, don't forget about the people around you. Help them to thrive. Give in to their thriving strategy. Speak words of life into them. Sow some finances into them. Sow some resources into them. Take what God is giving you or has given you and help to sow into those people. Because as you do that, that also causes you to thrive because your life is not just about building your thing or doing what you're called to do, but it's also about empowering other people around you. We know that, that that's very much a reflection of not only the spirit of Caleb, but the spirit of God. So these seven characteristics of a different spirit, a different spirit. How cool is it when you have moments in your life, particularly people who don't know God, they turn to you and they say, you know what, I don't know what it is about you, but this is something different about you. Something different about you. That sense of mystery, that sense of wonder, 
that sometimes people in the world can have about the rich and complicated deposit of God in you, but yet the world can just look upon your life and go, wow, I just don't know what it is. But there's something different about you. And can I tell you, people are drawn to, they are attracted, they are magnetized by this different spirit. And at the start, we talked about in life, we can experience setbacks, slowdowns, holes of the road, turbulence, a nosedive, obstacles. Life can be like walking on a travelator in the opposite direction sometimes. And what helps us to thrive? When God was looking to choose the people who would lead his people into advancement, there was one core thing that he looked for, a core ingredient that he looked for, a key, and that was a different spirit. And today we've unpacked the different elements of this different spirit. Caleb was a man of attitude. He was not content with the average or the commonplace. He never thought in terms of fences or obstacles or walled cities. It was the heights. It was the mountain. It was where we're going, what the potential is for Caleb. And although the mountain he wanted was filled with hostile enemies, the spirit within him refused to be defeated. And he continued to say, we will move forward and we will claim our inheritance. I want to ask you to stand here this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that this morning you're teaching us the ingredients of a different spirit, a Caleb spirit. Father, I thank you, Lord. Lord, we declare this to be a season of thriving and, Lord, not just surviving. And, Lord, if anyone here has encountered any type of example of a nosedive or turbulence, Father, by faith, we pray right now, Lord, that you would start to stir within them, Lord, this different spirit, this Caleb spirit. Maybe their head has been knocked. Maybe their seatbelt wasn't on. Maybe it was something that they did not expect to happen. And maybe it caused them or knocked the wind out of them. But God, you are the God of impossibilities. You are the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You are the God of forever. You are the eternal God. You are the life source. You are the power. You are the creator of everything and everyone. You are the alpha and the omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the author and the finisher of our life. And so, God, we look to you. We pray to you. We ask of you. We knock at the door to you. And we ask and we say, God, birth within us, activate within us, stir within us, Refresh within us today a Caleb spirit. Enable us to be different. Enable us to be that overcomer that would not look at a situation of a nosedive and say, oh, I'm just going to survive this. I'm just going to hang on. But no, not only will I survive this, I will thrive forward beyond this situation. I thank you, Lord. Allow the teaching today to impact lives. Lord, that it's not just a prayer with blind faith, but Lord, there's practical principles, Lord, that we can chew on this word, we can reflect in our life, we can use this today as a benchmark and say, God, show me the gaps, God, show me the holes, show me the areas, God, where Lord, you wanted to call me into your presence and to teach me, 
like the master shepherd, you're wanting to sit down with me, God, and say, you know what? This is good. This is healthy. But this area here is weak. I believe in you. Let's strengthen this together. Let's build this capacity within your spirit. Let's adjust this attitude. Let's break off this mindset. Let's together build that overcoming spirit in you. Because you are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. And storms may come and winds may blow. But on this rock of salvation of Jesus Christ, I will stand. I will stand high. I will stand strong. I will stand firm. I will arise. I will not be just lying on this rock, bleeding, cut up. Just in survival mode. No, I will get back up and keep going. Because it's who I am. Lord, let people feel today, even though we're not led by emotion, but let them feel your presence. Let them feel a stirring on the inside. Let a release of that thriving spirit, that warlike, powerful sense of, yes, God, you are with me. And because of that, I will speak to the difficulties. I can, I will. We can overcome. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. 